if you have your Bible, join me and as we conclude um, the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, um, join me in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be looking at the verse 18 through 23. That's going to be our focus. But I'm going to read again verse 10 all the way down to 23. So at least you have some context. Last week we talked um, on verse 10 uh, um, through to 17. But so today to conclude the book, to close out the book, and, and let, me, let me say this, um, um, the three of us who have been preaching for the most part, which are uh, um, Charles Spurgeon of our generation, Brother Clevens, and, and, and the Archbishop Dave, um, you know, they, they, they pick up the load. I, I just come in and, you know, do a little thing here and there. So they, they preach the book. And have you been blessed by the teaching of the book of Ephesians? Have you been blessed? Come on now. Let's put, let's put our hands together and praise God for Brother Clevens and Brother Dave. So somebody asked me, and, and I know I'm making sure that we, we get the right thing to, uh, um, for, uh, by the way, by the way, do you guys know that, um, there's sermon podcasts that we have? Um, like all the sermons that I preach, Clevens preach, Brother Dave preach, they all own podcasts. Clevens didn't want a podcast, but we still give them, we're still going to give them one anyways. So, which means that you can go on the major, whatever, Spotify and Apple. And if you put the word of, if you Google, if you put out search our names, you're going to get that. So subscribe. Our media team is doing a phenomenal job. So subscribe and be part of that. I have people in New Jersey and Boston, New York, you know, um, Maryland. They like, oh, you know, they get notification when they get a new sermon. They text me, said I was blessed by this. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you're listening. So if you're here on your way instead of listening to some garbage, listen to the sermon back again. Amen. Um, so today we're going to look at um, verse 18 through 23, but I'm going to read, start reading verse 10 for context. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you. Amen. Say, are you ready for God's word? Amen. Um, let me start reading from verse 10. This is what it says. Finally, be strong in the Lord and strength and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and, the, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, praying at all times 
and the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, uh, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador and chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak so that you also may know that I, I you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychus the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace to the, be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the love of Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love and corruptible. The word, of God, the word of God is already blessed. Would you bow and join me in prayer? Loving Father, we thank you for your word. Speak to us in spite of my feebleness. Strengthen my body. Speak through me, for we are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to speak from this simple thought, a well-known secret weapon. A well-known secret, secret weapon. I'm Haitian, forgive me. A well-known secret weapon. Um, it, the terminal of itself is an oxymoron. It's oxymoronic. You cannot have something that's secret and be well-known. Are you guys with me? Anything that is secret. So, for for instance, for instance, I love to cook. Uh, um, and when you watch show, you watch um, any chefs. They have the secret ingredients that they put in some recipe that even on TV they do not share because they do not want the competition to pick up on their trademark. So, so you you can you can. Pick any world-known chef. They can tell you a recipe, but there's something that's their trademark, their secret ingredients that they use, something that they do, or technique that they won't tell you. Well, here's the good news about the Christian life. The way that Jesus, what Jesus has done for us, he does not leave us anything that's a secret. Everything we need, thank you, honey, Everything we need, I wish I had a witness already. Everything we need, he has given it to us. So, 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 so here in our text, we find that Paul is given a secret, a secret weapon. Last week, after we saw how you dress, you, how you put on the armor of God. You, you remember how I take the suit and put the suit and you put on everything that's required. Now, somewhere in there, Paul, is giving us what I believe is the secret that 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 that, that thing that glue everything together. Paul said in verse eighteen, after he's done with verse seventeen, he says, "Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and comma." It says, "Praying 
at all times in the spirit. Let's stop right there. Paul said, you're with me? Praying. You'll see how when Brother Wynn was leading worship and after he says, he said, now pray to God. And some of you just stand there, don't know what to do. Because part of the reason why some of us stand there, we don't know what to do, is what the French Reformed pastor consider one of the greatest uh, um, preacher in the uh, 19th century. Um, his name was Adolphe Monard. And, and he was dying. And he was dying and, 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 and his death uh, um, before he died, he, he discovered something. He said that he wished uh, um, this, this is what he said. I'm trying to get it right. He, he was 53. He was 53 when he got cancer. And he died at 54. And, 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 and he said in his dying testimony, he said he wished he had spent more time praying. And he, he, said, he, said, he said, I wish I had spent more time praying. Because he said two things. He said, we should pray at all seasons. And he says this, prayer is never out of place. Are you with me? Um, Paul, tell the people to pray at all times in the spirit. Now, I, I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. I know you said, Pastor Perry, what is prayer? I'm glad you asked. And I know you're going to ask the second question. I'm going to answer it too. What is praying in the spirit? This is what um, prayer is. Prayer can be defined, praying, prayer can be defined as that spiritual activity in which you and I, as children of God, we are engaging in a heavenly dialogue, a two-way dialogue with God. In other words, when you pray, you are engaging the God of heavens, the God of all creation. You are getting his attention. Nothing gets God's attention more so than the cry of his children. And, and so we, we are now in this generation where we are in the TikTok, YouTube shorts generation. I'm not picking on you, but this is the truth where we don't even know how to get before God. We, we don't know what prayer is. We, 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 we associated prayer with adults. We associated prayer with people with gray hair. Well, we here, right? Redemption Baptist Church, RBC, the greatest church on earth. We associate prayer with Sainicia, which is true. She always prays. But she is not the only one that's supposed to pray. You and I as Christian, prayer is the oxygen for a spiritual life. But, but we don't, we don't pray. I, I, I mean, shameless plug. Not of worship. Part of not of worship is prayer. And here is the thing. You cannot survive on a Christian diet that does not include prayer. Oh, let me, let me say, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say this again. Um, 
uh, um, you need a Christian diet that includes preaching, which I'm doing right now. You need a Christian diet that includes praise and worship that Brother Wayne and the team just led you to. You need a Christian diet that includes prayer. Because without prayer, you are suffocating your spiritual life. Um, prayer is not, prayer does not discriminate against your age. Ooh, I, I know, I know, you're, 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 I, I know I'm offending you, but, but, but listen, prayer does not offend your age because prayer is the process by which we dress up in God's armor. Um, you see how Paul says, put on, put on, put on, put on, put on, put on, put on. And he said, praying at all times. In other words, as I'm putting on the belt, as I'm putting on the breastplate, I am praying. You got to pray at all times. Look, 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 look. Um, prayer is, prayer is the bullets you put in your gun to shoot the gun. So many of us have guns, but we have no bullets. And it's not because bullets are not available to us, it's because we don't take them. Um, prayer is the single greatest force ever unleashed on earth. And the single most powerful weapons at a Christian's disposal. Let, let me say this again. Uh, um, if you watch, if you watch, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, Undisputed, Skip Bellis always says, I'm about to unleash, especially when we talk about these cowboys. You see, I know some of the guys are laughing. So you, you, if you don't watch sports, it, it's okay. You, you, you get it. When, because Skip is so passionate about the cowboys, that's his team. So whenever, whenever they bring the cowboys subject and he says, I'm about to unleash on you. And Skip is such a LeBron hater. Whenever they bring the discussion as, as LeBron being the greatest player of all time, Skip says, I'm about to unleash. Uh, can I tell you something? While Skip is able to unleash based on what he's passionate about, you, the Christian, can I tell you what the weapons you have? When you pray, it's about you're about to unleash God's power on earth. That's what prayer does. Prayer unleashes God's power on earth. Now, you said, Pastor Perry, that was good and all. But you talk about prayer. So, 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 so then... What does it mean to pray in the spirit? Oh, I, I put it in two plain sentences that, 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 that kind of that doesn't help you. Praying in the spirit means that our prayer are moved and guided by the Holy Spirit. Okay? When you pray in the spirit, your prayers are moved and guided by the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? When you are saved, We've learned this in Ephesians. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit. That sealing cannot be unsealed. So, so then you as the Christian, the Spirit of God is what dictates what you do. The Spirit of God tells you, be quiet, be quiet. Stand up, stand up. Sit down, sit down. You know, go to sleep. Even it's almost like literally the spirit of God is dictating if you listen to it, to Him. So, so, so then, so then, when I'm praying by the Spirit, 
It simply means that I am letting the Spirit of God move and guide my prayers. One of the greatest function of praying of the Spirit and prayer is to guard us from praying bad motive, from praying with bad motives for wrong things. Um, you ever somebody ever done something to you? And then you'd be like, be like, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, I wish, I pray that something bad happened to you. Anybody? Tell the truth in the devil. Right? So, so, so then, when you are praying in the spirit, you don't go wish bad things even against the person that do, that does the wrong thing to you. Because the Bible says, love your enemy. But in our nature, what do we want to do? We, we want, we want to get even. We, we, there you go. See, there's somebody who's telling the truth. You, you want to, but, but see, as Christian, Paul said, pray in the spirit. So, which means that the spirit of God is guiding, is guiding your prayer, but also it's keeping you. It's keeping you from yourself. Hmm. Can I, can I pause here real quick? Have you ever done something you wish something would have stopped you from you from doing that? Well, guess what? If you listen to the Spirit's voice before you do it, it's telling you, don't say it, don't do it. See, the Spirit doesn't make you a robot. It just guides you in the right place. It just guides you as to what you're supposed to be doing. Now, now, now w w watch this. Watch this. Paul, now go, go, I'm, 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 I'm giving you context now. Paul in the text, Paul said to, to the Christian, he said, he said, he said, he said this, praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer, I'm going to get to this, uh, uh, and supplication, to that end, keep alert. Some of your Bible says, watching, or keep, keep on the alert, or watch and pray. That phrase, um, it, it, it's a phrase that uh, happens quickly in the Bible. Um, pray and, you know, you, you keep alert. In other words, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray is what Nehemiah was doing when he was repairing the wall. Because the enemy was trying to stop the work, Nehemiah defeated the enemy by watching and praying. As they are praying, they are watching. Sometimes one is praying. If you're married, sometimes one is praying, one is watching. Right? It, it, it's funny. Um, two people, uh, a couple who sit at the church, at church, right? Mom to the left, the kids in, the, in, in between. No, no, mom and dad next to each other. The kids are on, on their side. Both mom and dad are praying. And then the kids, one by one, they got up and, and leave. Next time, what, you know what they did? Mom sit to the left, dad sit to the right, the kids are in between. Even though they are praying, you know, and the kids were not praying, so when they were trying to move, dad is watching, mom is praying, but still watching. So keep alert, okay? Uh, um, you watch. We made our prayer unto God, and said, watch, that's what Jeremiah, uh, Nehemiah said in Nehemiah 4, 
9. Watch and pray or keep alert. That is the secret. Watch and pray is the secret of victory over a few things. When you watch and pray, you become victorious over the world. Okay? You become victorious over the flesh. Just because I'm praying doesn't mean that I'm not watching. In other words, I'm praying, I watch what I watch. I'm praying, I watch where I go. Prayerfully, I don't go to bars. Prayerfully, I don't watch those type of movies. Prayerfully, I don't watch, I don't listen to certain things. Because I am, for me to overcome, for me to have victory over my flesh, I have to watch and pray. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, like people, people who are in the gym, where, where my, my gym rats, right? People who are work, working out, right? They watch what they eat too. You don't just work out by not watching what you eat. You work out. You trust a regimen. But you're gonna, you, you, look, certain times you need protein. And you know what type of protein you need. You need certain shake. You need certain supplements. You get all that. So you watch in and pray. You, 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 you do the exercise, but you still watch what you eat. So guess what? As Christian, we gotta watch and pray because that's how we become, that's how we become victorious over the devil. That's what 618 is telling us. To keep alert. So then, four things, and then I'll give you the last encouragement. Four things. Watch this. See? They already project them. Good to go. Four takeaways. Number one. Paul said, pray always. He says this, praying at all times. Christian ought to pray all the time. Um, that's, that's, um, here, here, here's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to break, break, break this down. Pray always. This obviously does not mean always saying prayers. We're not heard for our much speaking. But the Bible says to us, Pray without ceasing, which is always to be in communication with God. Keep the receiver, uh, uh, um, keep the receiver off the hook. You guys don't get that. That's an old joke. Um, the phone, you know, you know our cell phone. You you hang up the cell phone. If I hang up, if I'm talking to you, I hang up. What usually happens? Your phone just gonna hang up, right? Um. House phone, if you keep it off the hook, that means the dial tone is always on. The phone is busy, right? That means you are in communication with God. You are off the hook. You not, you don't put, you don't hang up the phone. The Christian for the prayer, they do not hang up the phone with God. You always talk to God every day. Every moment, every decision, every, you pray to God. Even before you answer a question somebody asks you and your spirit, you say, God, please give me the words to say. Anybody ever ask you a question, like a tricky question? And, and then you'd be like, I don't even know how I'm going to answer that. As they are saying the question. And then somehow, some way, God gives you the right words to say. Or sometimes the best word to say is to say nothing at all. So, so then Paul said, Pray always. Never have, never have to say when we pray, 
Lord, we come into your presence, right? Because you have left his presence. A Christian must always pray because he is always subject to temptations and attacks of the devil. See, see, if you are praying, you're always asking God, give me strength. You're always asking God, give me, give me power. Give me the ability to overcome. Give me the ability to, to do this. Give me the ability on how I answer to my wife, on how I answer to my husband, on how I speak to the children. I'm always praying. You're always praying because that's why whenever you don't pray, you're always going to say something you regret. Because prayer is the connection. You keep connected to God. So Paul says to pray always. And, and, and that's one. That's one. Um, number two, it says to pray with all prayers. It says pray with all prayer. I, I'm not, it's in the text. Y'all see it? Pray with all prayer. There is more than one kind of praying. Prayer in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 it says this. Prayer, supplication, intercession, and thanksgiving. So there's different type of prayer. For instance, when you are interceding, that means you're speaking on somebody else's behalf. See, if you don't want to pray for, you, for yourself, intercede on, your behalf, on behalf of your pastor. How many of you pray for your pastor? <laughs> some of you, I know you, some of you pray for him to stop being corny. That, that, that ship has, you know, le le left the dock. My word said amen. <laughs> right? But, but, but see, you, 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 you pray, you, 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 you pray of thanksgiving. When was the last time, when was the last time, truthfully, when was the last time you look at, uh, you know, all the things God has done for you and you simply begin to thank Him? You simply begin to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for clothes on my back. Thank you for food on my table. Thank you for a sound mind. Thank you for health. Thank you for a job, even though the job may be whatever it is, but thank you for a job. Thank you for the fact that I'm not at the bus station. Nothing wrong with these people at the bus station, but I got cars, plural. Thank you for the fact that if I don't like yesterday's meal, I can call the Chinese place and get me, or I can call Pizza Hut. Or, you, you mean? Thank, thank you for the fact that I have option between water and juice. Are, are you all with me? Thank you for the fact that this morning, most of you, when you got up to go to church, you open your closet and be like, nah, mm -mm, nah. Ooh, y'all missed that. that. That means you, you, you pick and choose. Last night I said to my wife, that shirt and this, and she's like, nope, ugly. You, you know, if that's all I had, it wouldn't be ugly. It would be that's all I got, I put it on. But because I got options, y'all missed me. Yo, because I got options. So she said, that's ugly. When you got options, there's beauty and ugliness. But when you got no option, it's all you got. But, but see, that's why you take those things for granted. God has blessed you. So then, if you 
Not pray. You pray all prayer. You, 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 you might be there's a time you'll be like, God, I need you so bad. I need you. Please deliver me. You supplicating. You, you are begging God for something. And there are times you just, God, I just want to holler at you for a second. Let, 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 you, know, you, you know, you know, like, listen, listen. We, we, we in a relationship. So I, I'm like, God, hmm, God, I don't know what to say to you at this moment, but I just want to hear your voice. I just want to talk to you. You, you. you know how it is, just like, you know, people who are dating, you, you don't have any reason to talk to somebody at all times, but you just want to hear, like sometimes I'm at work, I got nothing to say, I just want to hear my wife's voice. And I call, no, she's not going to answer. But her voicemail, her voice, you missed that. It's her voice. I'm not going to leave a voicemail, but it's her voice. But see, my wife may not answer because she's busy when I call. Y'all think I was talking about my wife, but my God, there's never a time when I call that it does not answer. I don't get a voicemail. I got a live line because my God is always on. So then by you not praying, it's not God who's not there. It's you who's not calling. And God is waiting by the phone. I'm going to see how long it's going to take before he or she calls. Pray with all prayer. So we see pray always, pray with all prayer. And, and what, watch this, it's redundant in a sense, right? Paul says, keep on praying. Because it says with all perseverance. Perseverance means to stick to it and not quit. I'm done. Y'all yo, 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 yo get this? You, 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 you there. Um, um, they, they, they tell this story, right? Uh, of the, this young guy who liked this girl. And, and the girl wasn't feeling the guy at all. So each day, they're coming from school, the guy walks by the girl and goes like, what do you want? She's like, no, I'm just, you know, making sure you make it home right. You know, trying to be uh, um, all cute and all. And she's like, what do you want? Every day, every day, Monday through Friday. Walks her to, to, to the house. But there's this thing that says this, if you stick around somebody long enough, eventually what happens? They're going to grow. Some, some, you're going to grow on them. So, so then after about three months, what do you want? And then so one day, the young man didn't go. They, they, you know, decided not to go because he's about to give up. And the girl said, what you waiting for? Come on, let's go. You, 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 get, you get that? Because he's supposed to stick with it. If you love someone, if you care for someone, what you do, you keep going and going and going because quitting is not an option. When you love God, knowing that prayer is your oxygen, you don't stop praying because you want to breathe because you keep going and going and says, God, I don't know what I'm praying for today, but I'm just want to talk, just want to talk to you. Gotta keep praying. You cannot be allergic to prayer as a Christian. It's an axiomatic term to say that you're a Christian, you're allergic to prayer. You gotta pray. First Friday of every month, we set at a time. I want to see this place fill more, much more people than here right now. Fill this place. First Friday, we come and pray. You come and pray. Drag your friends and say, you know what? If you really love me and you think I love you the way, listen, this is where I got my strength 
to pray for, I'm going to come and pray. Listen, you got to keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying because when you stop praying, it's as if you flatline. Your Christian life flatline. You, 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 you know, for those of you on nursing field, you know when a patient flatline, that means they're no longer able to breathe on their own. Everything stopped. We have too many flatliners who come to church. That's why we have a bunch of dead people walking. That's why the church is so powerless because we don't have people praying. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to stay flatlined because the Bible says, keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. You may not get the answer today, but keep on praying. You may not get the answer tomorrow. Keep on praying. It may take 20 years, but keep on praying. Pray without ceasing. Listen, it's between you and God. There are people who are waiting on your prayer to be delivered. So keep on praying. Keep on praying because, listen, prayer does not change God's mind. Prayer makes you in line with God's will. Praying is more for you than it is for God. So keep on praying. Now, now watch this. Paul says in verse, verse 18 and 19, Paul says, watch this. Paul said, pray for all the saints and pray for me. Do you know what that means to pray for all the saints? Um, I was saying this this morning in, in, in my baptism class. Um, the, the people who pray on Friday night, they even pray for you even though they don't know your name. They pray, oh, you know, uh, um, uh, let me say that in Creole. People are praying for all the saints. They're praying for everyone. In other words, guess what? When you pray for you, you bring your needs, you bring your, 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 you bring your thanksgiving, uh, uh, um, your communication with God, and you also take the time and say, let me pray for my brothers, my sisters. Have you prayed for the person that used to sit next to you that you no longer see? Have you prayed for your mom? Have you prayed for your dad? Have you prayed for your pastors? Have you prayed for your leaders? Pray for all the saints. Not only that, have you prayed for the other churches? Because it's not a competition. Have you prayed for the other churches so that the gospel will be preached their leaders will be intact. The, the, have you prayed for the Christians around the world? The Christians around the world who are in persecution? Have you prayed? What was the last time you prayed for somebody in China that you don't know? I, I, I shared this yesterday with a friend of mine. Uh, uh, um, when I graduated seminary, when, when I graduated seminary, I had some friends of some, some, some colleagues, some, some seminary students who graduated with me. Number one, we couldn't put their pictures online. And when they graduated with me, they hugged me and said, I will see you in heaven. Do you understand what that means? They are going back to China to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that their end game more than likely is going to be death. I mean, you, you don't think about that, right? So, 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 so one of them, we, 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 we name him Little John. You, you give him like a name. When I think about Little John, Little John, he, he wrote book 
and, and make sure that the, the underground church is moving in China, not the state-sponsored church. And, and when little John hugged me and he said, my brother, I will see you in heaven. How dare that I go before God and not remember little John? See, see, now you may say, oh, Pastor, you're being dramatic. How about the people in your lives? You may not know little John. Now you know little John. You know of him. But you know people to pray for. Pray for all the saints. There are Christians in the Muslim countries. They are being beheaded. There's this, this magazine that, that I think you guys can subscribe for online. Voices of the Martyrs. And they share story about Christians around the world who are being persecuted for the faith. Pray for the persecuted church. See, the American church, it's like, that's why we're so prosperity focused. Because we have no big issues. Our big issues is whether we're Republican or Democrat. That's our big issues. But I'm talking about there are people around the world who are believers in Christ. They are being, guns being put to their heads. They are being killed. And Paul said, pray for all the saints and pray for me so that I can speak well of Jesus Christ. I'm not making this up. It's in the text. It says, it says uh, um, also for me in verse 19, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth, boldly proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador and chains that I may declare boldly as I have to speak. Listen, Paul says, pray for me so I may speak well. Let me give you this illustration. There's a Scottish missionary called Frederick Arnott. Uh, um, uh, um, spoke well of God's sons in, in Central Africa. Indeed, he spoke so well of him that thousands of people in the area became Christian. But Frederick Arnott had made it um, in his practice to speak well of God's sons long before living to serve his Lord in that unevangelized field. When he was still young, Arnett and a friend tried to hold a street meeting in Glasgow Taverns District. That's in Scotland. As long as they sung him, the rough crowd tolerated them. But when they began to preach, their drunken audience drowned out their voices with hoots and profane howling. Moved to tears, Arnett and his companion prepared to leave. But a tall, elderly Christian who had been listening urged them and said, Keep at it, young people, keep at it. God loves to hear men who speak well of his son. Encouraged by that admonition, he and his friend Dodgedly continue their witness and gain more attentive audience all through his years of ministry. Hornet's highest goal was to speak well of Jesus Christ, of God's Son. Is that your motive? Is that our motive? When opportunity presents itself, do we speak out boldly, telling who Jesus is and what he has done for us? How speaking, how about speaking well of God's sons today? Vernon C. Grounds wrote this. It says this. Take control of my words today. May they tell of your great love. And may the story of your grace turn some hearts to you above. Seize, uh, um, 
Keep the faith, but not to yourself. Listen, speak well of God's son. Pray that you may speak well of God's son. Pray that your pastor will always speak well of God's son. Pray no matter where you are. Because we got to pray always. We got to pray with all prayers. We got to keep on praying. We got to pray for all the saints and pray for your brother and ask to pray for you. I'm praying for you so that in your school, you are sharing the good news. I'm praying for you that in your jobs, you are able to share the good news. I'm praying that wherever you find yourself, on that train station, on, on, on that Uber drive, you, you know, like, so you take an Uber, guess what? You pay for somebody to listen to you. You'll miss that. Let me say, let me say this again. You, you get an Uber, you paying for somebody to drive you around. Guess what? You can tell them, turn the music down. I want to talk to you. They cannot kick you out because they're getting paid. Share the gospel. Now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. You, you, you know, my, my, I, I, I do this. I, I love, I love being on planes because I'm going to share the gospel with somebody next to me. I was on a plane about two weeks ago. No, about, no, a, a week ago? Well, a week ago. So, so this young man, you know, we're going to New Jersey. My wife, my wife, she always put me because when we travel, I'm always in the center aisle now. You know, I used to be a window guy. No, I, I'm always in the center in between in the, the, the seat that nobody wants. So my wife is at the window. I am here. And then there's this young guy, you know, um, nice hair like mine. Um, at least you're paying attention. I'm not making sure you're paying attention. So, so then he, he sat there and, and, and you know, so I, you were going to a funeral. So I already got my suit on. I, I'm like, you know, the way the Dickens dress, that's how I, that's how I look, right? So, so then, um, you're still nosy. Uh, um, so, so then I got my suit on and, and stuff like that. So then I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? It's like, how are you? I'm like, good. You know, so we talk, so I started talking and stuff like that. And, and, and before you know it, my wife got her headphones in and all that stuff. But here I am. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so it's like, so, uh, um, the guy said, name is, the guy says, I'm like, you from New Jersey? I was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, nobody lives in New Jersey. He says, well, I'm going to my, grandmother and great aunt 90th birthday party da, 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 da. and I'm going to a funeral so I don't want to kind of dim the thing so it's like what, it says, what, what do you do I'm like I'm a pastor and and so we start talking I'm like yeah you know um, Jesus is everything man you know so just sharing the gospel now the plane wasn't full I sensed that it was going to be moving pretty soon because there's you know there's enough space you know everywhere and it says like, oh, I don't think the plane is full. I'm like, mm-hmm, I know it's not full. I'm like, soon enough you'll be able to move. But before you move, I'm like, Jesus, man. Jesus, I'm, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sharing Jesus. Because to me, if you got on a plane and you sit next to me, you are bound to hear about my father. You're bound to hear about my father's son. Because I got to speak well of him. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. Jesus is everything to me. So you got to speak well of him. So, so Paul closed out the letter with an encouragement. And I love the encouragement that he closed the letter with. Uh, um, and, uh, and I'll share this with you. So, so we, we, we got all these things. Paul share, Paul, Paul closed the letter like this, this encouragement. In verse 20 to 24, just, just so you know, it's, it says this. You are not alone in this fight. You are not alone in this fight. 
be encouraged by others. No isolation. Listen, I, I put this thing down and I, I want to share this. I, I told Kenzie I was going to share this. Uh, um, yesterday, something dawned on me, right? Something dawned on me. Colorado football team, they, they, they are the hottest thing around. Everybody is on the bandwagon. Everybody's on the bandwagon. But they, are, they, they, were about, they, they were about to really face their first real test. And the coach of the opposing team, the coach of, 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 of um, his name is Feigning something, Lane something. And, and he, he said this. He said, they are playing for clicks. We are playing to win. Okay? Colorado, since Dion Sanders took over, they are like the biggest thing on social media. Everybody's clicking, liking. I don't, I, even if you don't like college football. You're intrigued by Deion Sanders. And they have a whole social media team and all that stuff. And the coach said something that got my attention. He said, do, you know, he, he got the team. He got the team around him. And he said, they are men. They are playing for clicks. We are playing to win. And then the team just got riled up. Right? They got riled up. And they, they go on the field. And they put a whooping on Colorado. Can I tell you something? What if we start living our Christian's life for clicks, for likes, and we start praying to God and knowing that we are not alone in this fight and we are not fighting to win, we are fighting from a winning position. And we go out and dominate because God gave us dominion over this world, but we don't pray. Why? Do we have our weapons? And the ammunitions are there, but we don't load it up and to use it. Why? It's because we don't pray. Because when we pray, prayer, as they say, changes everything. Anybody want to see their life change? Anybody want to see God change things in their life? Then pray. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. Loving Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for your truth. Father, thank you for reminding us that this secret weapon is not a kept secret. It's a well-known for all of us who are your children. Enable us to truly use this weapon so that your name will be glorified. So that it will be evident in our lives that we are able to overcome the world, the flesh, and uh, uh, um, ourselves. Lord, I pray that um, you would enable our people to truly pray because it's the oxygen to our Christian life. Lord, enable us to truly breathe because it is your desire that we have life and have it more abundantly. So enable us to pray, to seek you, Lord. Pray you in good times. Pray you in bad times because prayer is never out of style. That's our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.